seven days in the hospital, three days in intensive care. But British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is now home. Johnson was the first national leader in the world to be hospitalized with COVID-19. He released a video thanking National Health Service workers, specifically two nurses, whom he says stood by his bedside for 48 hours. They're Jenny from New Zealand in the Cargill on the South Island, to be exact, and Luis from Portugal near Porto. And the reason, in the end, my body did start to get enough oxygen was because for every second of the night, they were watching and they were thinking and they were caring and making the interventions I needed. This highlights a reality of the healthcare profession in the UK and around much of the world. Many of the doctors, nurses and medical technicians in the fight against COVID-19 are immigrants. In the U.S., some 30,000 are undocumented. But they've got work permits because of DACA, the Obama-era program that gives legal status to qualified applicants who were brought to the U.S. as children. Now, however, their ability to continue working could hinge on a Supreme Court decision about whether the Trump administration can shut the program down. The world's Marnette Federis has our story. Jessica Esparza started her new job as an ICU nurse in March. Just as the coronavirus started sweeping through the U.S., she found herself caring for COVID-19 patients. I think my anxiety to go to work has jumped, you know, way, way up there because I already was jumping into a new unit. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's a pandemic and we don't really know exactly what's happening and how or where this is going to go. Esparza is 27 years old and works in Wenatchee, Washington, about two hours east of Seattle. But the outbreak is not her only worry. Esparza has DACA, short for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Esparza's mother brought her to the U.S. from Mexico without authorization when she was 11. DACA allows Esparza to work in the U.S. legally. She calls DACA a lifesaver because it let her have a career and worry less about deportation. If DACA had not come through, there is no way that I could have become a nursing assistant and then apply to the nursing program. But now the Supreme Court is deciding whether the government can end DACA. The ruling could come any day now, through June. The Trump administration says DACA was always temporary, and it has every right to end it. Opponents say the way the government wants to end the program is illegal, and that it's not considering that the 700,000 or so DACA recipients have lived most of their lives in the U.S. If the court rules in favor of the government, thousands of DACA recipients and thousands of health workers like Esparza might lose their freedom to work here legally. If all of a sudden I don't have a work permit, I don't, I don't know, you know, I can't legally work as a nurse, so... I'm not sure where that leaves me. Mark Kachowski, a medical school professor at Loyola University in Chicago, says ending DACA would be devastating. Who wins? Who possibly wins in that situation? That's because Kachowski says even before the pandemic, there was already a doctor's and nurse's shortage in the U.S., especially in rural areas. And, he says, DACA health workers are key to helping fight the pandemic. They have the life experiences and language skills to reach people in vulnerable communities, places being hit hard by the coronavirus. They understand the immigrant experience. They're bicultural, bilingual, who can get the trust of these communities as we need communities to listen to advice, to come in and be treated. Dr. Nu Latibangskorn, who migrated from Thailand with his family when he was nine, 
went into medicine so he could treat patients from underserved communities. Today, he's a first-year resident at a public hospital in San Francisco. He'll soon work in the emergency room, where he expects to treat people who have the coronavirus. It is only a matter of when. He says he's ready, and it's all part of being an essential worker during a health crisis. He feels that people like him, who have spent most of their lives in the U.S., should be offered a path to citizenship. For our country to then not really have our back and be questioning whether or not we should even be here in the first place, that's really uh, unfortunate and cruel. The work permit that Lati Vongskorn got through DACA expires in August. He hopes to renew it soon and maybe safeguard his ability to work if the Supreme Court doesn't go his way. But renewing the permit isn't easy now. And that's another thing that's up in the air. Immigration has announced that they were closing offices during this time, and so there's angst about what that means for renewals for DACA. In the meantime, many DACA recipients are just trying to focus on how they can help during the pandemic. Denise Rojas is a medical student currently in Boston. When she's not studying, she's volunteering, logging in at 6 a.m. every day to help a hospital track down and obtain medical equipment. She also works a telehealth line, answering questions, sometimes in Spanish, about the coronavirus from uninsured patients. I truly hope that the Supreme Court understands um, the valuable contributions that we have in the society every day. Esparza, the nurse in Washington, is focusing her energies on her patients. They don't care what my legal status is in this country. She says they only care that she has the ability and training to care for them. For The World, I'm Marnette Federis.